0: Hey y'all! I'm Sinclair. And I'm John. And we're Mystical Heart Collective, and we help people heal with psychedelics through education, retreats, integration, and the power of community. And today we are here to talk to you about how intention unlocks the power of psychedelics.
1: That's right. So uh, before we get started, Mystical Heart Collective was born um, while Sinclair and I were working at a plant medicine retreat center in Ecuador. We worked there for over a year and saw... Over 400 people come through to receive healing from the plants, and we were noticing um, while the ceremonies were great, the support during the um, experience was beautiful. There was a big need for preparation and integration afterwards. So Mystical Heart Collective is born out of the need and to help people really embody their um, mystical experience and lessons they learned from the plants.
0: And we've been doing this for a little over a year. Our podcast is new and we're really happy that you're here. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to learn more about how we help people heal with psychedelics, you can visit our website at mysticalheartcollective.com and learn about our program, Psychedelic Integration Academy. So how intention unlocks the power of psychedelics? That is what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah, so um, a lot of us, especially in the West, end up, Um, with our first psychedelic experiences um, falling more into a recreational category rather than a healing or intentional or ceremonial sense so I know for both of us we found our way to the medicines um, first well for myself first as a, a teenager and later as a young adult and both of my Um, times I've delved into the psychedelics in these two places were uh, originally for recreational use.
0: Yeah. And we're going to dive into a little bit of like, what is the difference between intentional and recreational use? And I think for me as well, a lot of people start out as recreational psychedelic users. Maybe you try them at a festival maybe you're using them with groups of friends you know mushrooms find their way to us that way quite a bit lsd maybe you are using them you know to have fun and connect with your friends and hang out and you know be enjoy the high of the psychedelic experience and that is a really common path to finding these medicines. In fact, I think that's one of their little secret, <laughs> secret yeah, yeah, yeah. tricks where they're like, Ooh, I'm going to lure them in with fun and fancy lights and a nice body feeling. And then I will unfold the secrets of the universe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, when we were talking about intentional use versus recreational use, um, we want to be clear that these two things are not like, uh, in opposition that intentional use can be fun and can be enjoyable and, um, really should be fun and enjoyable and, Uh um, can be recreation and, um, taking them for recreation can be very healing and can be done in intention. Um, so having said that, um, well, recreational use is the intention, so there we go. They do have an intention, it is to have fun or and whatever fun means um, to whoever when they're taking them, whether it's like um, connecting with nature, connecting with friends, um, connecting with the music, the, music, yeah. the um, landscape, the um, unfolding visions, whatever it may be, there's still an intention with it, and the intention is to have fun.
0: And one reason we wanted to talk about this today is it seems like there's sort of two camps. And one side is like psychedelics are for healing purposes and they're sacred and they, you know, you can only talk about them in if you're using them for healing, that's good and all other uses are not good. And then you have this other side that's kind of like I'm going to blast myself, I want to experience this, you know, crazy, like using psychedelics in less of a mindful way, and sometimes kind of making light of them. And, you know, so you can see where those two um, edges of the spectrum kind of are at odds with each other. But really, we believe, like John just said, that the intentional and recreational use is sort of like a circle. It's it's less of a, and this is sort of how all, you know, duality works, <laughs> is like on one end you have this very, you know, extreme and use of these plants and medicines, and on the other end you have another one. And sometimes these don't agree with each other, but that doesn't mean that they're... You know, diam- diametrically opposed mu- to each other, or mutually
1: exclusive, or anything right. like that.
0: And we wanted to talk about, you know, share our own experience moving from recreational use to intentional use to recreational use, <laughs> and how that it's more, it's more of a like a flow Mm. and less than like, okay, well, I've now graduated from recreational use, so I only use psychedelics (laughs) to intentionally heal. And so we're going to talk a little bit about all of that today.
1: One thing, um, Sinclair was talking about before this, um, recording was that integration is kind of the key to bridging that gap. And I think she really hit the nail on the head. Um, so, I found that very true with my own experience. I, well, I took LSD um, this time around to a couple, I don't know, five years ago or so to really get a different perspective on some things, but at the same time, really to have fun with my friends. And um, what ended up happening was I had this complete mystical experience and it, this one experience became kind of like the guidepost for a turning point in my life and Okay, I had this um, new connection to myself, new connection to nature, renewed connection to the divine, and I had to figure out, okay, how do I integrate this? How do I make this lesson part of my day-to-day life? And that led me to using the medicines with an intention of, okay, I'm going to, this medicine showed me how, um, well, showed me myself and helped me connect to it, and now I'm taking it again with the intention of teaching me how to make that a reality. So, um, yeah, that integration piece was really crucial for me to, to, to want to use them intentionally.
0: And I think that happens a lot to people where you kind of start out using plant medicines as you know, no big deal. It's fun. Look at all the pretty lights. It kind of it. I was explaining it earlier of like, like being a toddler or a baby. Like I remember the first time I ever sat with mushrooms, I was like 19 and it was like this entire new dimension opened to me and it was like, everything you thought was real is not real. (laughs) Everything is not what you think. And I remember feeling like a little, you know, like a a little toddler exploring, (laughs) you know, in awe of like, wow, I can't believe this whole other experience exists. And that is kind of what can happen is even if we're taking psychedelics in a recreational setting at a festival or something, you can have, and you will have, profound realizations Mm. you know you will have understanding new awareness Mm. all of these things will come up and then it's like oh i need to do something to process this i need to take action in my life and this is how and this is how intention and integration work together to move you into a more empowered and well aware it's more it's just more self-aware Like you become more self-aware from Mm. just, you know, randomly taking something without really knowing what's going to happen or having a plan for what you would like to happen. And then when something mystical happens, it's like, okay, I need to do some work around what happened to me. And now I understand that these medicines have power. Mm. And so what we want to talk about is like how to use intention to really get the most out of your time with medicine, whether Mm -hmm. that's a recreational experience or a healing experience or you want to find out, you know, you want to explore the inner worlds of consciousness, mm. all of those, all of those intentions or desires can be more poignant and like precise when you have intention. You so maybe you can share about like the, what is intention? What does that mean?
1: So intention is, um, well, to me, I think of it as like um, a bow and arrow. When we take the medicines, we're pulling back the bow, we're loading the arrow, and we're ready to fire it. And without intention, we're just kind of willy nilly <laughs> shooting it wherever it wants to go with no focus. Um, and intention is really the aiming of the arrow. Okay, in what direction do I want this to go, and in what, um, with how much force, and how much. Draw back on the bow, and what am I aiming at? And what, why am I aiming at? What am I, what I am aiming at? What is the goal? What is the purpose? So it's bringing some clarity and um, some, yeah, intentional. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that. Intentional intention. Exactly. So (laughs) bringing some mindfulness to the the whole journey. Um, Having said that, the um, intention still can be to have fun, to connect, to whatever form of recreation that means to you. And there's plenty of times that we gather with our friends with the intention of to really enjoy ourselves and to connect and to have a good time and, you know, for us, the um, having a good time and laughing with friends and connecting and sharing stories and being in an all of nature is good medicine and is healing in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that one of the things with with the intention of having fun is the intention of recreation is that when you're taking a psychedelic well psychedelic means soul revealing so the medicines will always be revealing to you part of your soul whether that's through your inner landscape or through a mirror such as nature or a friend or whatever and um, I would say that be prepared that the mirror could show you any part of your soul um, one of the things with taking them for recreation is that um, people sometimes run into what they call bad trips which I don't really like the terminology but you guys know what I'm talking about when I say bad trip and I really believe that the um, the bad trip is that when we are mirrored a part of our soul through whatever and we're like I do not want to look at this right now I am not I am not into it. I'm trying to push it away. And that resistance creates mm-hmm. the tension, creates this uncomfortable um, process. So I would say um, we always advocate for taking them in a safe, set, and setting where no matter what is revealed to you through the psychedelic mirror, that it's okay to process it, that it's okay to deal with it, and that um, you don't have to put up a resistance to whatever shows up.
0: And this is the same reason why preparation is very important, Mm. and we talk about this all the time. It's like when you are younger or, you know, you're first learning about how psychedelics work, you can kind of get away with a little more, like, lackadaisical, (laughs) is that the (laughs) word? Like, um... Uh, preparation, which means okay, well, I'm gonna go to this festival and I'm gonna be around hundreds of people and I'm just gonna drop some LSD and cross my fingers and hopefully it'll be it'll be cool. And as you grow in your relationship with the, with whatever medicine you're working with and or whatever multiple medicines you're working with, you'll notice that you be, you start to become aware. And what psychedelics do is increase our awareness. And when we're walking through our lives being asleep, we don't really have the Mm. ability to understand intention, Mm. to understand taking a step back, taking a moment to say, why am I doing this? What do I want to get out of this? What is the goal of this? And what am I willing to give Mm. to show up the way that I, you know, if you're working with psychedelics to heal, particularly something like ayahuasca, there's... Preparation that is required in advance in order to prepare yourself to receive it It's not something you can take you should not absolutely (laughs) not take without a mindful preparation process and as you you know grow in your Your relationship with psychedelics, you know, some people will never some people never move out of a space where they are using psychedelics recreationally without much thought and that's that's okay. That's like their path and that's fine. We have no judgment of that. Our goal is to connect with the people who are moving out of that space, who are moving into a space of wanting to take this experience that really helped them, that really Mm. helped them feel good and feel good about themselves and, and feel like things are less heavy because Uh we're all part of one giant unfolding consciousness. (laughs) Um, So, I think it's important to remember that, like John said, like, if you continue to work with psychedelics, it is highly likely that you will become more aware whether you're prepared for that or not. And
1: the thing about these medicines is they're very, well, from my experience and a lot of people I've talked to, is they're very gentle on beginners. Mm -hmm. And the more experience you get with them, the more that they're willing to hold up the mirror that can't be looked away from
0: and the 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 lights the visions the things that that attract us the you know we're like little kittens we're like Mm -hmm. ooh, i want to play with this like this is so cool (laughs) the point of this is you know when you first start working with them it's like all about the visions and all about what did you see and where did you go and and that begins to change to that part is really lovely and cool and awesome i always say this like I love the light show. The light show is awesome. It feels you're good in your body, like all of that part is really an amazing part of the psychedelic experience, but it is not the point for a lot of people who are moving into a space where they want to receive healing, where they want to receive consciousness, expansion and evolution and some of these higher ideals where we're trying to you know evolve and evolve our consciousness, evolve the way that we experience the world. And Mm. that evolution can happen when you put intention into your psychedelic journeys and starting with preparation.
1: Um, Well, in the whole world at large, you can kind of see what happens when there's no intention, when there's no like really um, direction to everything. That we're just going along with the flow of the way it's been. Um, and uh, I don't know, I describe like my kind of coming online is like I was heading in this direction in my life and I the direction really wasn't, dis- I didn't decide the direction. Society and my parents and my friends and my professors in college and all these different outside things decided this direction for me really. And I was heading in this direction and I was going in as fast as I could in that direction. And when I kind of started to wake up with the help of the psychedelics, I was asking myself like, well, why am I going in that direction? Mm -hmm. And does this direction really resonate with me? And like, if I am going in a direction, why am I going so fast in that direction? So it gave me like a pump the brakes and start to decide like, does this really align with me? Is this, does this resonate with my most authentic self? And do I want all the things that come along with the direction I was heading in. Um and for me, the answer the answer was no. <laughs> so, I had to start figuring out, okay, well, what is the direction I want to go in? And what exactly does resonate with me? And what um what do I want to do with the things that do resonate with me that that really are an expression of my most authentic self? Um And that led me to starting to sit with the medicines for those reasons to start to ask them, okay, well, I see that you can be this mirror, that you can show me parts of myself. So I'm taking this medicine right now to help me see what to do with this information, help me get a direction, help me to understand myself better. And um, yeah, it started being obvious for myself to like, what do I want to get out of this? And those are all the questions I were starting to bring up. And um, psychedelics were a beautiful tool for me to help answer those questions for myself.
0: It's like going from being on autopilot to going like all of a sudden you're driving a plane and you have to control Mm. all of the, all of the instruments in the cockpit that have just been on autopilot this Mm. whole time. You're just like, Whoa, I'm flying a plane and there's all these moving parts and I actually have the power to direct where my life goes. I'm not, I'm not a victim of my circumstances. I'm actually an empowered creator of the outcomes that happen in my life. I am choosing because intention is a superpower. It's one of our, it is how we create magic by saying I put my attention and Uh, my attention my purpose I put my prayers and my actions toward this thing in this direction and when you are constantly like putting yourself in a direction that's the direction that you're gonna go that's right instead of just sort of wondering like careening like a pinball you know like oh this thing happened and I'm reacting and then this thing happened and I'm reacting and it's a it's really It's a beautiful way that psychedelics are trying to help us as humans, you know, move out of a chaotic, victimized feeling life into, wow, this terrible thing that that I thought was so bad for me, that was really hard for me, was actually a gift. Like, was actually one of the best things that could have happened for me because now that sent me to this new thing, and like um, that, I think is my probably my favorite thing about working with psychedelics regularly with intention.
1: Yeah, it feels um, as we start to um, gather more power of intention and more power of awareness, um, well, as I've started to do those things, I've realized what Sinclair was saying is that, okay, these random events in my life that I get to decide their meaning and I get to use them as experience and tools to help me understand the direction I want to head in more clearly. And, and as I'm moving towards that direction, each one of those experiences becomes a teacher and helps me to better move in that direction, to move in that direction more gently and more with ease and more um, easily. So... Yeah, the, um, and it's my intention that creates my understanding of those experiences that I've had. So, you know, if my life is unintentional, then they're, just like Sinclair would say, they're pinballs we're bouncing off of from this to that, to this, to that, to this, and there's no correlation, there's no pattern, there's no meaning. But when we start to decide, okay, this is the direction I'm going in, and I'm going to use all these different experiences, whether they show up in my life or I bring them into my life, then I can use them as tools to, to move where I want to, as I said, more easily, more gently, more uh, effectively.
0: So how can you move from recreational, less intentional use of psychedelics to a more intentional, more healing, more expansive use of psychedelics? So. One of the first ways is to change the way you think about psychedelics. And this can be, this goes for plants, plant medicines like mushrooms, wachuma, ayahuasca, and um, even like LSD, MDMA, things that are synthetic that are also being used and can have very powerful therapeutic uses. The first step is shifting your mindset from looking at these things as substances that you take to be receiving of an experience and shift into a mindset of i'm building a relationship with this with Mm. this plant i'm building a relationship with the spirit of this plant i'm building a relationship with the spirit of this medicine and that subtle shift then your experience becomes a conversation then it becomes a two-way street where Mm. the medicines are showing you Something, some aspect of yourself something you oh a new way to look at something and you can ask the medicine questions Hmm. you can have an actual conversation with it that's right um and john really puts it in a good way around like what are you willing to give to in exchange for you know this relationship what are you willing to put in to your time with these plants, your time with these substances to really create a, like, a clear pathway for this communication. Because it's not just us receiving. It's, it, we are not just receivers, and they're like, here's all the stuff. It's, like, you have to participate, and you right. have to show up to really make it, like, pop, you know? Well,
1: yeah, just like any other um, relationship. Like, if you're... Having a relationship with a friend, and let's say you guys are having a, a dialogue, you don't want the dialogue to be one-sided. You don't just want to lay back and have someone talk at you forever. You want to have a back and forth. And it's more enjoyable for everyone when there's a back and <laughs> forth. And uh, when there is a back and forth and people are open to letting the conversation evolve naturally rather than like, okay, I have this agenda and this is what I'm doing. Um, it's a beautiful experience where both sides get to learn and we get to have that with the, um, the psychedelics if we choose that and uh, we may bring part of our intention okay well I'm looking to understand myself more deeply and when maybe when we have that in mind we're understanding we're hoping for like understanding of our motivations or something like that and that's what we're bringing to the table. Well, the medicine is bringing something else to the table, and it may want to show us, um, maybe some wound we received when we were kids or something like that. And in some way, since all things are connected, the wound, as a as a child, does relate to our motivations in life. Yeah. Um, but being so, if we were coming to the relationship with being so narrow. Okay, this is I'm looking for just this and nothing else. Then we're missing out on this other beautiful part that the conversation could naturally evolve into. Um, so, yeah, having this um, more of a relationship where there's giving and receiving and there's co-creating um, an experience and understanding and um, lessons together really opens it up to you know the the type of relationships that we really love.
0: And. Another way to bring intention into your psychedelic experiences is through ceremony and ritual. And if you have the chance, we are very big proponents of retreat going on a psychedelic retreat. That's actually a really great place to learn about why ceremony is important and how powerful um, taking medicine in a family circle with a fire is. And however that's not accessible to everyone and it's right now it's very difficult for a lot of people to travel and um it's hard to hop you know it takes a lot of time and investment and energy and money and so that's not going to be available to everyone every minute but that doesn't mean that you can't bring that into your own experiences whether you're by yourself with your friends even with you know if you're working with a therapist some you know or a professional uh, guide or something asking to create a container to place your intention you know as you're getting started often what we will do in our, um, you know, more casual experiences, we work in retreat. So we're often in ceremony where it's like very, we're doing it like this. This is what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Formal. And we love the ceremony container. So when we do medicines on our own, we create a container always of the same kind of the same structure and the same prayers. We make sure that we all come together at the beginning, and you know, throughout the throughout the experience, we're keeping it in this in this container, and it has made a huge difference in yeah. how we have these you know le- more laid-back, like more enjoyable ceremonies with friends by bringing that intention, intentional structure, and kind of ritual. And it can look like whatever for you. Like,
1: yeah, the um, <clears throat> I don't know. At least the way I grew up, I really. I grew up Roman Catholic, and it was imparted on me that ceremony and ritual were for an elite group of people, that there was one person that could dictate the way the ceremony goes, and it's the Pope, and everyone has to follow in line, and um, I see a lot of people getting the same thing around the medicines. Well, okay, I went to retreat. I saw the person who's carrying the medicine. They did their ceremony like this, and this is the way it's done. And we each have the power to decide how we want our ceremonies to go, how we want our, to put forth our intentions. And anyway, it's fine. There's, there's only right ways to set this intention. There's only right ways to do ceremony. Um, well, especially for you, I, <laughs> there's, uh, I'm not advocating for everyone to go out and give medicine to to everyone all willy-nilly but when you're taking them yourselves it's, you have the freedom to decide how the intention's going to be put forth how the structure of the ceremony is going to be or how the structure of the day is going to be and having that container having that direction really um, well it pulls the the bow back even further so when we release the arrow it's now going in a direction and it's going much further in that direction.
0: And so some people, I have a, one of our private coaching clients and I talked a lot about this, about bringing ceremony and intention into his practices. And sometimes there's a question of like, well, how do I know what my intention should be? Or, you know, what if I don't have, like, how do, how do I ritual? How do I ceremony? I don't know what to do. And that's a really valid question, I think that's, uh, that, this is why in our course we include uh, multiple lessons on how to, here's an example of a ceremony, here's an example of how to bring ritual into your life, here's how to create an intention, and really where to start with intention is asking yourself in your life where things feel, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a negative feeling where does it feel stagnant in your life? Like, where do things feel kind of stuck?
1: Yeah, where do you want to shift?
0: Yeah, what do you want to shift? Is there, and this can be anything. It can be physical. Maybe you've been having pain or something doesn't feel right. It can be emotional. It can be mental. Maybe you haven't been feeling as sharp as you want. Maybe you're not sleeping well. All of these are valid intentions. Like, why, you know, how can I improve? I want to, so an intention would be, let's say around sleep just ask the medicine. I would like to get quality, healthy, healing sleep. You know, can you help me work on this? And so that could look like a lot of different things. It could look like showing you, you know, your media habits maybe are, are contributing to you not being able to sleep. It could be your diet. It could be, some kind of emotional stress in a relationship and you know, you'll have to be willing to look at all those things. So John, um, when I first met him, he was telling me this story about when he went to drink ayahuasca for his retreat and the medicine, he had like, Oh, I want to fix this. I want to fix this. I need to, I need to put attention to that. Like he had just a laundry list of stuff he wanted to fix.
1: And the medicine, um, well, it showed me that, All those things were kind of on one level and below all of that, there was something that I didn't even think to, um, well, I didn't even know I needed to think about that was creating all of those. So all of those, what I thought were causes were actually um, effects from a deeper cause. So we worked on that and that helped me to really heal all of those areas in a much simpler and easier way. So. Really, the message from that is that the intention, we set the intention, right? We draw the arrow, we let it go, we start the experience. And then after that, we're not checking on the arrow as it's in the air. We trust that as we let it go, it's going to land in its destination. And what happens between when we let it go and it hits its target is not up to us. So we let the experience, the teachings, the healing unfold um, without any attachment to what exactly that looks like.
0: And as you, you know, as you shift your mindset from I'm taking a substance to I'm building a relationship with these plants, the trust of whatever I experience in in this journey is what I need. Mm. And it will never, it rarely will look like what you think or what you want. Almost never. And it often will be something that you had no idea, you never would have thought of, and the medicine is, like, this mirror that's bringing to you this thing that you need to look at. And it's, it's like, oh, really, that's what I have to, you know, like, sometimes you're just like, ugh.
1: It's such a beautiful surprise, (laughs) though. It's such a beautiful surprise. I mean, it's the same reason that we, well, we love sunsets and sunrises because, well, we we have a gist. We know what the gist is going to look like when the Mm -hmm. sun sets, but we don't know what each one's going to look like. So it's just so magical to see this completely unique thing unfold in a way that we could have never planned ourselves and the excitement is seeing it in a new way and getting to um, getting to expand our consciousness in a way that we well if we knew what it was going to be beforehand it wouldn't be expanding our consciousness (laughs) at all now would it um it's
0: it's helped me so much to like laugh at myself with the, these medicines because I'm like, oh, serious, you know, serious business needs to occur. And the medicine often will show me something that's like, do you see this ridiculous thing that you're doing? Mm. And then I just have to laugh at myself because we take ourselves way too seriously. You know, we, we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. We are personally making ourselves responsible for healing every wrong problem on earth. And really, the point of working with psychedelics with intention is to heal yourself and to work on yourself and to go inside and sort your own shit out so that you can be show up in the world as a positive influence. As, like, hmm. people call themselves light bearers all the time, which I always kind of roll my eyes at, but that's really true. It's like you have we all have this light inside of us and we get stuck in our insecurities we get stuck in our trauma we get stuck in our wounds we get stuck in our in our stories that we tell ourselves this whole belief system that we've created our identity politics and all of the stuff that is just weighing down and blocking it's like having this beautiful spotlight that's just Mm. filthy and you can't see it because of all of the stuff that we kind of put on top of it and working with psychedelics in an intentional way is like cleaning your heart light and letting the heart light shine. And that's, that's, if you really want to make change in the world, start with yourself.
1: That's the only thing we need to do. And it's, it's not only is enough, it is more than enough Mm -hmm. to work on our own consciousness. Um, something that I was thinking about was that, you know, as we're creating intentions for ourselves, they might be very broad at the beginning. Okay, I want to be more healthy. Okay, I want to feel better. And that might be enough. It's like, um, well, we each are our most important art project. Making our consciousness, um, developing our consciousness is the, the most beautiful, the most important art project that we're going to undertake during our time here on Earth. And it's very much like making a sculpture out of a slab of marble. And at the beginning, the intention when we're chunking away is, I want the general shape of, let's say you're doing a person, I want the general shape of a woman. And you're taking off these big chunks and the the intentions are very general. I want this this shape, right? And as we start to take off these big chunks, well then our intention starts to narrow and get more specific. Okay, now I'm working on an ear. Okay, let's make this ear shape. And then it gets even more specific. Okay, this one fold in the ear, I want to get that off. And I want to, okay, make the ear lobe. And I want it to look like there's some skin texture. And as we go from the slab of marble into the shape of um, our creation, it's getting more and more and more refined and more and more um, detailed. So the intentions go um, from very broad to maybe more specific as they go on. Um, we're still carrying the intentions at the beginning. I want a woman. I want to sculpt a woman. I want to... Generally, be more healthy, be more well, be more light, be more fun, whatever it is. And um, yeah, that's really a, enough of a place to start when we're starting to figure out our intentions. Asking ourselves like, well, who do I want to be? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? And maybe we don't have answers to those questions. And maybe that's the intention. Maybe I can get some answers to these questions of of self and what direction I want to go in.
0: Clarity is such a great intention. Uh-huh. Just one word, clarity. Mm. I love that sculpture analogy because it's also very apt for the kind of work that starts when you start seriously working with psychedelics to heal things it's the same kind of thing like you have to do a lot of heavy lifting at the beginning so meaning when you come with the intention of healing maybe trauma old things that you know have been causing problems it's a lot heavier. Right. And it's like taking those big chunks off. Wow, it's big. Wow, it's like wow. crash, <laughs> you know. It's like you're making a huge mess. And then as John said, like as you continue to build your relationship with the medicines, you refine, you're making smaller adjustments, you're like sharpening the tool, as I say. Things start to get, oh, maybe maybe you just have a little dust, you know. You're just kind of cleaning cleaning a little area, putting attention here, putting attention there. And it starts to get lighter. It starts to be less heavy. And cause you've moved that energy out. You're, you're not going to be in a, unless you are unable to and not ready, or you don't have support. Like if you're doing some really heavy, you know, shifting and healing of really, you know, painful, maybe even abuse or some, something like really heavy, you need a support system. And if you don't have that, that phase can really take a long time. Yeah. And if you're working with a, with a medicine that isn't supportive of healing that, like that happens sometimes too. So there might be some things to figure out at the beginning, but as you continue and you continue to heal, you can, and you in, you integrate what you learn. And That's right. it, it will, you know, it becomes this really beautiful light. You can, you're allowed to have fun when you're healing. Yeah, healing and then should it, be fun. It <laughs> makes it
1: almost full circle again. In some, mm-hmm. well, at least my experience is... I started off looking, well, for some understanding, but my main intention was recreation, and then I had this experience, and then, okay, now I realize I have to do all this heavy lifting, and then, okay, like Sinclair said, I've done, I've gotten all these big chunks out, now I'm kind of just doing some sanding and fine-tuning, and, um, well, I'm sure there will be a time when there's heavy lifting again, Mm -hmm. but right now, it's been like, okay, I can... I can comfortably set my intention to enjoy myself and have a good time and soak up the sun and the plants and the friendship all around me because I know whatever part of the myself that the medicine is going to reveal to me for the most part i've already looked at it, and if there needs to be some fine tuning, I'm willing to do the fine tuning in the moment um, but I can sit and have fun because there's not these big pieces of marble that I need to you know knock off there's you know. Some some features that I need to really refine, and I'll always be refining the features. The sculpture's never done, um, but it's it's a lot less taxing work to fine tune one part of the sculpture than to really be blasting off big chunks.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's all they all it all has seasons. So mm-hmm. you can go through a recreation season, and then you come into you know the healing season where you have to really buckle down and and open and look at everything and then you know then the season comes like john said as you're integrating and then you may need a break from medicines and then you may feel ready to come back to them for a different reason maybe a different medicine and that's sort of the the process of becoming a psychedelic explorer and an ongoing people who work with medicines ongoing that I mean that's how we do it that's why we are always advocating for preparation navigation integration like that's sort of the three parts of our of what we teach and what we how we do it ourselves yeah. and and it's so important to have that skill set and those that toolkit that's of right preparing and integration tools so that you no matter what happens in your experience, you can handle it because you have prepared and you know, like you know how to trust the process. You know how to surrender, you know how to, you know, how to look at what is there and not be afraid. And like that, trusting the process and surrendering part to it is really, really powerful.
1: The tools of preparation, navigation and integration are very much like training. So if we do, let's say we're training to go on a run. If we do our, all of our training, when we go on the run, we can enjoy our run. But if we haven't done any training and we've been sitting <laughs> on the couch for the last four or five months and we go on the same run, huh, it is going to be rough. <laughs> so yeah. do, the, do the preparation, do the navigation work, do the integration work. Set some intentions. And then when you go for the experience, enjoy the experience. Revel in it and have a good time.
0: And there's no, like John said earlier, there's no wrong way. That's right. There's no right way to heal with psychedelics. Our goal is to share what's worked for us, what works for our clients, what has worked for lots of people that we've worked with. And we really love talking about this stuff and helping people Find your own answer. Find out which, right. what resonates for you. And if some of the stuff we say doesn't resonate for you, that's okay. You can take what you like and leave the rest. That's how this process works. Mm-hmm. Finding out what works for you and building your own system and that's your right. own your own journey.
1: Yeah,
0: and I think we are finished yeah thank you so much for joining us today for how intention unlocks the power of psychedelics on the psychedelic integration podcast you can find out more about our work you can visit our website at mysticalheartcollective.com we're on instagram at mysticalheartcollective and facebook and you can learn about our program, the Psychedelic Integration Academy. It's a 12-week online course that is split up into two parts, preparation and navigation, and the second part is integration. And our enrollment is open now. We start in February, That's our next, right. our next session.
1: So yeah, thanks for joining us. We hope you have a good day. Let us know if you have any questions. We're always happy to answer and help with wherever you're at. So hope to see you again soon. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you. Bye.